Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God. The Lord is so good. Isn't he good? Amen. And it's so great to serve the Lord. I find serving the Lord is just absolutely great. It's just great every day. different every day is different and every day is a new challenge and every day is another day you can knock the devil in the head praise God amen and uh, the church is not uh, something sitting on the sideline that's very weak but the church is a moving thing it's a living moving organism praise God and uh, that living moving organism is growing anything that's not growing is dead Amen. You go out here and you look at a rock, it gets smaller. It doesn't get bigger. Amen. Rocks are dead. They get smaller. They don't get bigger. And uh, that's one of the great things about Pentecost. Sometimes we get bigger and bigger. Praise God. Amen. I've got bigger this week. He just keeps feeding me and take me over there where they got all that food. And, and uh, praise God. But uh, one of the great things about it. And it's just serving the Lord and the blessings that come. And I tell you, I've enjoyed Idaho. I've enjoyed this church up here in Mountain Home. And uh, the snow's coming in, and i got to leave. <laughs> Praise God. And, and yeah, oh, she's missing me. She's probably crying right now. Amen. I have to call her because she gets to crying herself to sleep. And and uh, can't hardly sleep when I'm gone. Praise God. But, uh, amen. I, told, I tell her all the time. I say, you know, there's about 5 billion people in the world. You know, it's 5 billion. Close to that, I think. About 5 billion. That means almost 3 billion are women. Uh, and so that means about 2 billion are men. And out of that 2 billion men, she was the only one lucky enough to get me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. No, I wish my wife was here. You would love her. She's very precious. And uh, she would have a great time, especially with these children. I was watching these little ones up here waving their hands and just dancing. And it's just great when children come up in the house of the Lord instead of them mocking some uh, uh, these kids run around hollering about Power Rangers and all that kind of stuff. And, and you walk out, you're out in the world, and the first thing a kid does when he meets you is shoot you. You know, and uh, uh, thank God for little Pentecostal kids who, who mock the preachers. And uh, my one daughter, my oldest daughter, she used to go home every night from church, and she could mock every saint in the church. I'm telling you, you think you, she'd, just, she'd show how they wiggled and how they batted their eyes and, how, and everything about them, how they shouted. She could shout like every one of them, praise God. And, uh, uh, and she'd get, uh, well, at Christmas time, I had a nativity scene. I had those little plastic uh, nativity scene, and she'd get them all, line them up, pray for them. Praise God. Have them, uh, and maybe Jesus was never in the crib. He was always somewhere. And she'd have him out and gone and had all the wise men lined up my line praying for him, you know. And, and thank God for children that come in into this way. Amen. Thank God for the church. Raise your children in church. We live in a world that is so evil. And uh, I was just listening to our infamous president <laughs> the other day, uh, uh, old brother uh, William uh, Clinton. And uh, he was uh, telling, he said, uh, 
that uh, teenage births are down. And he was really gloating and bragging about it. He's saying, teenage births are down for the first time, you know, in, you know, in any other, under any other president. What he didn't say was abortions is up. They killed them. <laughs> Amen. They killed them before they were born. And, uh, and now we have a, a doctor that's working on killing off the old people, you see. And euthanasia is coming in very quick. We kill them before they're born, and you kill them when they get too old, you know. And they'll someday come around, and they'll say, Now, how old are you, Pastor? And uh, they say, Well, we think you went beyond the limits of our society's ability to uh, keep you so in troop, you know. And there you are. And so we're in a world that's very strange, and it needs a church. Praise God. We only have one hope, and there's only one way out of here. And that's the church. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm not bringing you bad news. I'm bringing you good news. Praise God. And this is the greatest day to live because this is the day that the church is more powerful than it's ever been before. There are over 420 million people speaking in other tongues today. 400 and million people are speaking, 420 million people are speaking in tongues today. More than have ever at any one time in the history of the human race have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. God is pouring out His Spirit. He said, in the last days, I will pour out of my Spirit. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. And God is just pouring out. He's getting ready. The uh, cup of sin is almost filled. You see, whenever the children of Israel, whenever God spoke to Abraham and he told them, he said, uh, Abraham, he said, I'm going to put you uh, in Egypt for a while. And the reason why is the Canaanite, their, their sin is not full yet. Their iniquitous is not full. But he said, I'm going to put you in Egypt for a while. And then there came a time that uh, God said it's time to go and claim the land. And then he told Moses, he said, Moses, he said, I'm going to give you this land because their iniquity is filled there. You see, when you study it, and he told about it, and he began to tell them, now you're going into this land, and uh, he saw, talked about incest and homosexuality. And he said, now this land is filled with that sin. And he said, so I am driving them out, and I am going to give you the land. But the day that you allow that sin in among you, this land will spew you out. And America has reached that place, and God is getting ready to spew this human race out of its mouth. But he promised before he did. I'm going to reach in and harvest everything that I can possibly harvest. He has promised an outpouring of the Holy Ghost like we have never witnessed before. But I'm telling you, there's only one thing, and I preached on it the other day. We need to learn to preach the Word of God. Amen. And uh, God's not raising us up in this last days to fuss and to argue. What we need to do is spend more time learning to love one another, 
learning to care about one another, and in the midst of that, we can see a great revival. Praise God. Amen. We're seeing that God is doing things. This church is, is getting ready to break barriers. If you will join together, but look out, look out, friend, because when revival starts, the enemy comes in like a flood. And he will try to come in and cause you all kinds of problems. He's going to take some of you sisters uh, and he's going to cause a rumor among you. And he's going to try to get you to not love somebody else. But when that takes place, you immediately realize that it's the enemy trying to stop this city from being turned over to God. And you rebuke that spirit uh, and you say, Satan, I know who you are in the name of Jesus, I bind you and I cast you out and we're going to have revival anyway. Praise God. This is the greatest day to live in. This is the greatest day. We're in the book of Acts. The book of Acts, if you was to study the book of Acts, you would find that that is the story of the kingdom of God. Amen. And uh, it is the uh, it is the, you might say, history of the kingdom of God, the beginning of it. And uh, we find that uh, in this book of Acts, we can find exactly how the church is supposed to function. We are not a weak thing. In fact, when Jesus came and uh, he gave us a, a job description. You know, when you get a job, you get a job description. Amen. When you get a job, they tell you what you're supposed to do. And it don't do any good to have a job without a job description because you don't know what you're supposed to do. Well, God gave the church a job description. Amen. In Luke 4 and 16, he told us we are to preach the gospel to the poor. We are to heal the brokenhearted. We are to preach deliverance unto the captivities. We are to restore the sight to the blind. We are to liberate the oppressed. We are to institute the coming of the acceptable year of the Lord. In Luke 7, he went on and said, we are to heal the sick. We are to cast out devils. We are to make the lame walk. And we are to cleanse the lepers. And we are to restore the hearing to the deaf. And we are to raise the dead. That is the job description of the church. It is not here for any other reason but to declare war upon hell and everything about it. Praise God. Amen. Turn with me tonight, if you would, to Matthew 10 and 34. And uh, we've been praying all day God would touch my voice. Amen. This high altitude, dry weather is causing me a fit. And uh, amen. But God is going to move tonight. And we're going to move forward in victory. And we're going to win this Air Force base. And we're going to win this city. And we're not ever going to come back to this church the same. Every time we have a Sunday, and by the time this week is over, I believe that your pastor is in the will of God to just go right on every night. And you people, young people gather together in here and pray. Don't do so much visiting for church. Don't be out in the vestibule before church talking about all the things you're talking about. 
But when you come through the, the doors of the house of God, come straight into this sanctuary and begin to declare war on hell. Begin to anoint this place and walk around in this place and talk to God right up until church time. Amen. When you stand out there and talk and you just visit with one another before church, you give space to the devil. You're letting him come in here and begin to agitate some things. I'm telling you, it's time we begin to march around this place like they did Jericho and say in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, this belongs to us. Praise God. So when you come tomorrow, don't come and visit. Somebody wants to talk to you, tell them to shut up. Say, I've only got a few minutes to get my mind on God. Amen. I've come out of the world of talking, and I only got a few minutes to get my mind on God. And then by the time church service starts, you'll already be speaking in tongues. Amen. I'm telling you, friend, it's a revolution. It's a revolution. It's time for us to realize it's that time. In the Philippines, when I pastored, I didn't allow folks to talk for church. I went to the prayer room. Amen. If I had a Sunday school teacher talking for church, she wasn't a Sunday school teacher anymore. Hello. Hello. Amen. Amen. Had a song leader sitting out talking about what's going on down at Kmart. She wasn't a song leader anymore. I'm telling you, it's a revolution. It's a war. We expect the pastor to be anointed. Get the church anointed. We say, Pastor, I want you to pray for a message. How about you praying for direction in worship? Hello. Come on. You might be glad I'm gone after tonight. Praise God. Amen. Our, our Filipinos are several hours before church. They're praying, anointing, and praying, and praying. Time the service starts, man, things are hot. Praise God. It's time to get in there. It's time to lay aside foolishness. Let's have revival. Amen? Amen? I'm not being mean to you, just telling you the truth. I told you I'm different. Praise God. I'm not like the others. I've never been to school, so I don't know. I just know what the Word said. And the Word said be instant in season and out of season. Amen. Word said pray and watch. Amen. And we need to pray and watch. And we need to have the house of God anointed. Hallelujah. Praise God with prayer. <laughs> Hallelujah. The old piano needs to be anointed with prayer. The song books need to be anointed with prayer. Everything needs to be anointed with prayer. And when that sinner walks into that house of God and he steps in the sanctuary, he says, my Lord, I feel something in this place. Hallelujah. Praise God. What is it? I don't know, but it feels to me like maybe there's some angels moving around in here or something. Praise God. Hallelujah. So all this week, I'm going to ask you, don't come and talk. Don't be waiting to shake your pastor's hand when he comes in the door. When he comes in, all he needs to see is your back. Hallelujah, just your back. 
Hallelujah. As you're praying and getting anointed. Hallelujah. Amen. And by the time that speaker, whoever he is, steps on this platform, he'll already feel the anointing and the power of God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, there's a revival church, but you've got to realize you're part of the army. Hallelujah. Nothing. The anointing flows from the congregation to the preacher. When the saints are anointed, the house is anointed. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Matthew 10:34. Amen. Let's turn to Matthew 10:34. Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. For I am come to set a man at variance against his father, and the daughter against her mother, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's foes shall be they of his own household. For he that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Father, we love you and praise you. And God, we're so thankful for the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm asking you, God, to anoint this church. Anoint this word tonight. Father, touch me. God, remove the tiredness from my body. Lord, and anoint my words. Anoint my thoughts, God, that I can preach to this congregation. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated. Let's just worship him for a little while. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, God, we love you, Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus said, Jesus said, I didn't come to send peace on the earth. We have these people going around saying, hey, let's all get along, talking about all the different kinds of churches and uh, religions that they are, saying, hey, let's all get along. Let's all join hands. I heard a man on the radio who said we need to lay down all of our doctrinal ideas uh, and we just need to get together and just love one another. And I thought, friend, uh, if you laid down the doctrine, uh, then what do you have left? Uh, because you don't have anything to stand on. Hallelujah. But I can tell you that Jesus said, I didn't come to get along with everybody. I didn't come to walk around with the Pharisees and the Sadducees and go the direction they're going. He said, I didn't come to bring peace, but I came to bring a sword. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus Christ was the greatest revolutionary that ever walked on the face of the earth. At the time that he was born, Satan had complete control. Everything belonged to him. Man had fallen. 
The church was in a bad condition. The priesthood had reached a place where it had lost its compassion. Whenever Judas, who had committed a sin, went to the only place that he could go, and that was to the house of God, and he went to the priest who was to offer up an offering for his sin. When Judas went there and laid his 30 pieces of silver down and said, I have sinned the priesthood who was supposed to offer an offering, who was supposed to be men of compassion, were so demon-possessed that they looked at him and said, what is that to us Satan controlled the church Satan controlled the kings Satan controlled the world he was in so much power that he was able to stand and look Jesus Christ in the eye and say to him I control it all and I can give it to who I want to and I can take it away from who I want to and he was just so high in his power and so full of pride he just thought he had everything under control but what he didn't realize that standing that day in the desert who had just fasted 40 days was the greatest revolutionary that ever come to the world amen a revolutionary is one who tears down one government and replaces it with another and Jesus Christ had come to tear down the kingdoms of the world and establish the kingdom of God hallelujah and I want to tell this church welcome to the revolution hallelujah hallelujah I'm telling you, ever since that day, there has been a revolution in the world that is not backing up. A revolutionary only has one thing on his mind. I live in the Philippines and we have communists. And communists have one conversation. Communism. Communism. They don't talk about the football game. They don't talk about the basketball game. They don't talk about anything. When you meet a communist, he talks about communism, 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 communism. When you meet a revolutionary, he talks about the revolution, revolution, revolution. It's amazing to me that young people will die for a cause or a thought. Amen. We need to realize we are here to bring a revolution to our world, and that's bringing in a kingdom that's not of this world, but of the old kingdom that the apostle that the old prophet saw cut out of the rock without a man's hand that rolled down towards the end time and grew as it come Jesus said the kingdom of God is like a seed that's planted in the ground and it grows until finally it fills the whole earth I tell you we're on the winning side this revolution is not going to stop it's time to realize who we are when I came into the Philippines uh, and took over the school, I went in my 80 students. Uh, I said, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, what you don't realize is who you are. You're a revolutionary. God has established you uh, right here in the middle of these islands. Uh, and you're going to carry a revolution uh, right from one end of this country to the other. And we're going to see the kingdom of God established uh, in this place. Uh, I'm telling you right now, church, uh, God uh, has called you into a revolution. Uh, and he wants you to establish the kingdom of God in this place hallelujah hallelujah 
We're here to establish. We're not here to be defeated. Jesus said that the, the uh, gates of hell cannot stand against uh, or cannot hold back uh, or cannot even slow down uh, the church of the living God. Why? Because he that is in you is stronger than he that is in the world. Satan's, I wrote this down today. Satan's greatest fear today is identical to Pharaoh's. Satan's fear, uh, fear is identical to Pharaoh's because he realizes, amen, his uncontrollable fear is that the church of the Lord Jesus Christ will realize that it is mightier than him. Pharaoh said, my Lord, who are these people out in Goshen? And how big are they? What if, what if all of a sudden they realize that they are more than we are? What if they realize that their people are stronger than our people? And Satan today's greatest fear is what if the church ever comes to the knowledge that it is more powerful than he is? Amen. He is literally scared that every believer will fully understand the practical implication of the Bible truth that greater Greater, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Satan fears tonight that you will come to the understanding of who you are. He's afraid that this church is going to wake up my Lord, and realize we're part of a revolution that was started by God himself. Hallelujah. Amen. And we're part of that movement that he said will not be put down, will not be stopped, but it's going to move forward. When I told my young revolutionaries, amen, they are just, you see, young people, and they didn't realize who they were. They thought you had to be about 50 or 60 years old and been in the gospel and had a little bit above an ordination before you could ever see any power in your ministry. Amen. The first thing I did, I asked them, 80 students, I said, how many ever seen a miracle? And of course, some of them raised their hand. And I said, I'm not talking about a hangnail, a toothache, or a headache. Or somebody's got some complaint that they've been complaining about for a long I said, how many ever seen a real miracle? And I'm going to ask this church the same question. How many of you have ever witnessed a real miracle? Something you watched happen like we saw the other night. Amen. Amen. I told them, I said, before this school year's over, every one of you are going to witness miracles uh, that will absolutely uh, cause your mind to spin. Why? Because he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world and you are part of a revolution the strongest force that's ever come to the face of the earth because you have power to lay hands on the sick read the job description of the church he said you're supposed to cast out devils you're supposed to heal the sick you're supposed to open blinded eyes he wasn't talking to some men 2,000 years ago he was talking to the job description of the church of the living God hallelujah it's time that we realize the power that's in us. Hey. 
We got the power. Hallelujah. We got the power. I'm telling you, church, you got the power. Some of you men need to just start going out through the neighborhood, knocking on doors, asking folks if you can just uh, uh, pray for them. Hallelujah. Go down to the hospital. Go room to room. Introduce yourself. Uh, say, you know, I'm from down here to Pentecostal Church, uh, and uh, I'm passing through the hospital, and, and I really just like to visit with you, and I like to have prayer. And pull that oil out of your pocket, uh, amen, and put a little oil on them and pray for them. You might pray for 10. You might pray for 20. You might pray for 30 and nothing happened. But look out on 31 or look out on 41. Hallelujah. Something get ready to happen. All of a sudden somebody will shake and you got a miracle. And when you got one miracle then you'll get another one. Hallelujah. Why? Because God said if you lay hands on them and pray for them I'll heal them. Amen. You need to get out and exercise this thing. Praise the Lord. We need to fast, amen, and say, God, I want to move in apostolic power. This is a revolution. I got power to cast out devils, amen. I got power, amen, when somebody comes to this altar, when you go up and lay hands on them, every demon inside of them ought to start squealing like a pig. Amen. I'm telling you, you got power. It's a revolution. God sent us here not to just sit on the sideline in a nice little building and talk about all the things we'd like to have. My Lord, I'd like to have some more lights. I'd uh, like to have some more sheetrock. I'd uh, like to have some more of this and some more of that. Uh, we need to realize we're in a revolution. Uh, and God said, ask and you shall receive. Uh, God said, lay hands on them and it'll happen. God said, preach the word and they'll come. Why? Because the kingdom of hell cannot stand against the power of the living God. Everybody talks about the Antichrist, Antichrist, Antichrist. Let me tell you something. One little old 80-year-old woman coming out of a prayer room and honored to prayer, and God can point her little bony finger at the Antichrist and send him running out of town. Hallelujah. That's why the church has got to be gone before he can take completely over because anybody coming out of a prayer room with anointed him on him, hallelujah, would have power to shake up every devil inside that guy. Why? Because the kingdom of hell is not as strong as the kingdom of God. Amen. So I told those young folks, I said, we're going to see some things happen. Praise God. And uh, we're going to see an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. We're going to see folks uh, uh, being healed. Amen. And so I started teaching them, anoint with oil. I said, never heard of anointing with oil. So I told them, I said, man, we're going to anoint with oil. And uh, so my wife and I went down to the store to get some olive oil. Man, it's eight bucks for a little bottle about that big. I had 80 students. I said, my Lord, eight dollars. I said, that's missionary pay. I said, so I told my, stu my students, I said, you're going to have to bring a little bitty bottle. Just bring a small one, you know. And someone bring a big one, you know. They didn't knock on my window, you know, show me their bottle. If it was small enough, I'd say, okay, come on in. Cut it up. So, you know. so they bring it in there. I have to watch them. They have a big bottle in their pocket. And so they fill their little bottle up, you know. Boy, they put the cap on it, put it in their pocket, man. I'm telling you, there's nothing more dangerous than a revolutionary with oil in his pocket. Amen. Than an apostolic, powerful revolutionary with oil in his pocket, walking around looking for somebody to pray for. I'm telling you, hell trembles. Uh, the devil gets nervous. Uh, he said, My Lord, we got to keep them blind. We got to keep the church from understanding who they are. You can't realize this. You got to realize you're weak. Uh, you're, you're very drawn up. Uh, you got to stay on one side. Oh, no. Hey, man, all of a sudden we realize uh, who we are. We start walking around with fire in our eye and oil in our pocket. 
Amen. So we held some crusades. Said, all right, we're going to pray for the sick. My Lord, they got to praying for the sick. Of course, there's just young people, 19, 20, 21 years old. Amen. But they spend two or three days fasting and praying. And here they'd come with a little bit of that oil. One time there was one over by the, my house. They had a little old lady one night. And she was uh, probably in her late 60s. She had cataracts on her eyes. I had three girls. Can you believe that? Three girls. Amen. Got her over by my house. These little girls had never had a miracle in their life. They'd just been fasting and praying. They was just realizing from every day in class uh, that they had power with God. Amen. And to take and lay hands on the sick and so they had her over by the house and they had a little oil and they was anointing her with oil and praying over her and they just kept praying pretty soon that little old Catholic lady she started shaking her head batting her eyes and she started pointing here and here and here and here amen when they realized what was going on that that lady could see those three girls took off in five directions I'm telling you, they done the hula Amen. They done the hula hoop. They done everything they could do. They said, hey man, praise God. I anointed somebody with oil and they were healed. That old Catholic lady was pointing and those girls was going wild. And so the girl ran up, grabbed that bottle of oil, poured it in her hand, and just running off her elbow, ran in the middle of the crowd and whopped. Man, she thought of a little, little bit of do it, a whole lot will do a whole lot. She smacked that woman, I'm telling you. Oil splattered, went off her chin, dripping. She looked like Aaron. Hallelujah, she's anointed. Praise God. Amen. They grabbed this other lady. They started anointing, praying with her. Amen. All the next thing I know, that little Catherine leg's healed. She sits down in the seat. She starts speaking in other tongues. A pastor's wife grabbed me by the arm, said, Sir Sullivan, listen to her. I said, yeah, she's speaking in tongues. No problem. No, she grabbed me again. Listen, listen. So I was listening to her. I said, yeah, she's speaking in tongues. She said, no. Oh, you don't understand says she's speaking in perfect Spanish she said I am fluent in Spanish and she's speaking in Spanish and so we stood there while this pastor's wife interpreted to us every word she was saying in the Spanish language when she finished and they went over to her and spoke to her in Spanish she looked at her like she was a nut the sister said you don't speak Spanish. She said, Andy Paul, no, sir. I am Filipino. I am not Espanol. She said, for the last 10 minutes, you're speaking in perfect Spanish. The wonderful works of God. Can you imagine what God's going to do in this church when we realize, when we realize we're part of a revolution and we've got power. When we realize, sister, we're not just weak moaners sitting over on the sideline, but when we realize that that power that's down inside of us is just boiling, hallelujah, amen, to take our neighborhood. Praise God. When it begins to flow up and down your backbone, praise God, things will begin to happen to you like it's never happened to you, hallelujah. That very night, we had a well-dressed young man coming. We had about 1,200 people, 1,500 there. But this real nice-looking guy like this fellow, better pokey, you know. Praise God. He came into the place. Amen. Brother F F 
Full burn, full burn, full burn. Amen. God, that's close enough. Hallelujah. Amen. He came in there. Amen. And uh, uh, we prayed for him that night on the front row. God reached down and healed him. Afterwards, he jumped up and he said, Oh, I want to testify. And he said, uh, he said, I saw you on television. He's testifying. And he said, I've been working in Saudi Arabia, and I've got hepatitis B. And he said, I'm dying with it, and they sent me home. They put me out of the country, lost my job. And he said, I was sitting home, and on TV I saw you in the crusade. And he said, I told my wife, let's go down there, and maybe I can get healed. And he said, my wife and I come driving down looking, and we saw you. And so we come in here, and he said tonight uh, when they laid hands on me every symptom uh, of that disappeared uh, and left my body and everybody began to praise the Lord I never did tell him we wasn't us on television we just give him the name to one of our churches, hallelujah, and said, start going here. Praise God. <laughs> hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> we didn't care how God brought them. I'm telling you, you get a fire going here, there'd be folks sitting home watching that old boob tube, uh, and all of a sudden they say, hey, man, there's a revival going on down there. And they'll just leave, put their coat and hat on, and say, hey, pastor, hey, we saw your advertisement. Hallelujah. And so we come down here to get something. Praise God. Hey, man, don't tell them any different. Just let them come and get it. Why? Because God probably just put something across the screen to bring them. I'm telling you, when God starts moving, you don't know what's happening. Hallelujah. You don't know how it does it, but it does it. Last pastor in Ziegler, I had folks come and they said, well, I met such and such and they told us to come. We didn't even know who such and such was. Didn't matter anyway. God got the job done. They come, got the Holy Ghost. Why? It's a revolution. Hallelujah. And God is reaching every hungry soul. It's happening. When we get anointed, man, they got to pour in that oil. So on that next day in class, I told them, I said, look, this bottle here would be about $20 or more. And I said, look, now that oil costs eight bucks a bottle. And uh, the bottle about this size, amen. And I said, it's about eight bucks a bottle. So I said, now listen to me. Now you can use uh, uh, baby oil. You can use cooking oil. You can use motor oil. You can use any kind of oil. Just get your own. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. And God understands that there's no olive trees in the Philippines. Amen. So just get you something. <laughs> amen. And I'm telling you, they were all armed with oil. Praise God. Amen. When you, when you come across them little fellas, you better look out. Because if you look like you're a little bit sick, they're going to splatter you. You know why we don't see miracles? We don't obey the word of God. God said anoint with oil. Well, what's in the oil? Nothing. Just oil. You can drink it, cook with it, put it under your armpits, whatever you want to do. Is anything magical in the oil? No, it's just obedience. Just the fact he said, do it. We don't have to say, now what is the, the uh, uh, biblical significance of using the oil? Does it have to come from Jerusalem with special leaves inside? I saw some the other day. They wanted 
$5 and a half for a little bitty thing because come from Jerusalem and it has myrrh and a whole bunch of stuff all mixed in there. Amen. And you don't need none of that junk. All you need is just some oil in your pocket. Hallelujah. So you can go around and start a revolution. Hallelujah. So you can walk in the pits of hell and just start a revolution. Hallelujah. Praise God. So you can just go right in there and set somebody free. The Word of God works. It'll work. Amen. We just need to realize we are in the devil's territory. And he said, every, foot, every place your foot goes, I'll give it to you. Amen. If you just claim it. We need to get down in our neighborhoods where we live. And you need to go out and act like you're jogging or walking or whatever they do. You know, these folks have all these fun clothes on, walking in on it, earphones on sweatbands on her head. You know, they're all out there. You know what you need to do? You need to get out some evening. You and your wife would do good for you, both physically and spiritually. And uh, just begin to walk around the neighborhood. Hallelujah. And say, in Jesus' name, Jesus' name, I claim it. Lord, I claim this house. I bind those spirits. I claim this house. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We're going to have a revolution around here. I'm tired of being the only one on this block serving God. Hallelujah. And devil, I've come to take care of you. Amen. And you start walking up and down the street, calling on God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Don't get out there and make a big display. They don't have to thank you. They just take your jogging, you know, amen, but what you're doing, you're throwing out that power, in the name of Jesus, praise God, hallelujah, devil, I know you're in there, and you're coming out, hallelujah, Jesus' name, we started our revolution, in the Philippines, we had more power, more devils than you could count. We started right on our own compound. We didn't start downtown. We started right on our own compound. We started on all three floors. We started out in the courtyard. We had them praying everywhere, anointing with oil, praying for them. Got down, prayed against that Catholic uh, place over there next door. Revival started breaking. When people come into our sanctuary, they could be set free. You see, first thing you do is clear the sanctuary. Why? We're going to start a revolution. Revolutionaries always got to have a headquarters. Amen. This is the headquarters. This is not any place to talk about ball games. This is not any place to come here and gossip about somebody else. Hey, this is the headquarters. We only got one thing to talk about, brother, and we come here, and that's revolution. Hallelujah. You know what's going to happen tonight? We're going to have somebody get the Holy Ghost. You know what's going to happen? We're going to have somebody get healed tonight. Hallelujah. That's what's going to happen. Wow, this is the headquarters. Hallelujah. Brother, when you bring them in here, you got them. Hallelujah. It's a revolution. So start claiming it. Amen. And this, uh, these young people, man, when they saw that they could lay hands on somebody and they could pray for them and things would happen. If I had time tonight, I could probably, I probably got in my uh, briefcase back at, in, my, at, at, in Illinois over 100 recorded miracles that took place, not from seasoned preachers, not from great men of God who came by. I'm talking about 18, 19, 20-year-old young people that just got on fire in prayer and said, hey, we're going to do it. Praise God. Amen. Man, we went to a place, it's called Too Big, uh, Malaming Too Big, amen, and there at Malaming Too Big, eh, this is a, a squatter's area, maybe a thousand or so people lived in this squatter's area, this cardboard houses right on top of one another and people running and naked kids everywhere, and the basketball court, right in the middle there was a basketball court, basketball court and there was human waste all over that basketball court where they don't have the CRs that's comfort rooms and there's not a comfort one in all the Philippines amen and they
human waste off of the court so we could have a place to walk. Uh, amen. Uh, uh, there in the Philippines, uh, they call them landmines. And these humans all over everything, amen. And they do that there. They just so we swept them off, and we set up our little little tables, our little little chairs, and we brought in the revolutionaries, and we started a revival, amen. And uh, they began to sing, and children were absolutely unruly, and uh, they were just tearing up everything, just causing all kinds of problems. We were trying to sing and to worship, and these kids, uh, and pretty soon, about three, four, five of my young girls from the school, they uh, started hurting these little kids over in the corner. Group of them herded a bunch of them over in this corner and, uh, and another group herded a bunch over in this corner and got them all in that corner over there and they began to talk to them uh, and the little fellas, they all squat down uh, and was watching the girls. The girls began to teach them uh, the songs about Jesus. They had never heard them. These kids was raised in the middle of drugs, shabu we call it there and they were and they never heard this and our girls uh, began to claim power in Jesus' name uh, those children settled down. They began to teach them the songs. They were squatted there. Pretty soon little tears coming down their eyes as they were singing, yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. And hell was losing its control. Hallelujah. Because you see, every time somebody's baptized, hell gets a setback. Every time somebody receives the Holy Ghost, hell gets a setback. When we baptize this sister in the name of Jesus, hell got another setback. Hallelujah. Satan got another push backwards as the kingdom of God moved forward one more step. Hallelujah. So they began to pray with them. And uh, tears, uh, I went over there, my heart broke. Uh, because I looked at those little kids squatted there, amen, five, six, seven years old, uh, some of them even smaller, and tears was washing the dirt off their cheeks uh, as they were singing these songs, uh, and those girls were teaching them that Jesus loved them, uh, while our rest of our preachers uh, now had a clear view of that place, uh, and they were preaching away, amen. A mother brought her boy who had been on Cebu, which is like crack. Uh, it had baptism. Absolutely, uh, burn his mind out. He couldn't hear. He couldn't see. He couldn't talk. Uh, and that mama come leading him up there that night uh, as they finished preaching. Hell had destroyed everything about him. Hell had destroyed everything inside that place. Uh, but I'm telling you, when the revolutionaries walked into the middle there, devils began to tremble. Hell began to shake uh, because Satan knew uh, that his days were numbered when you go into this area and you begin to pray like you need to pray and you get under the anointing let me tell you hell has had her day now watch my students as they laid hands on this boy and they got down on their knees on that nasty place where they were at. I'm talking about beautiful young Filipina girls, nice dresses, got down on their knees where that old human waist had been and tears streaming and they were praying for that boy. Amen. And they kept praying and weeping and seeking God. And as one after another, they uh, was praying. All of a sudden, they, we, we see what happened there, that the power of God began to move uh, that boy. 
he began to kind of look around day night after night as they prayed for him his hearing began to come back his sight began to come back amen everything inside of him began to move and today he's a member of the church a live tabernacle church there on our compound him and his mother is coming every day he sings the songs of Zion as hell had him but when the revolutionaries come in they plucked him out of the fire they plucked his mother out of the fire hallelujah I'm telling you we got power this is a revolution it's a revolution and they went in there mama serving God the next night all those little children they were now sitting out here in our little seats and there would be four or five little children and then there would be a revolutionary four or five children then a revolutionary and they would sing and those little kids who had caused so much trouble the night before now had a little peace in their heart and they were singing songs and that night when it come testimony time one little old girl raised her hand and she said please would you pray that Jesus would touch me and that I would get enough money to buy a tablet and a pencil so I can go to school. Another one said, oh, would you pray that my daddy will quit beating on my mother and quit doing all the bad things to us, that God would touch his mind. One little child after another began to ask for God to move in their corrupt families in that drug-infested area. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, when the revolution comes, God begins to set free. Amen. In a few months' time, we had a large group coming from that place down to our church as God began to touch them and God began to set them free. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, when they take a revolution into the city, you'll see a move of God. Amen. You young boys, get out on the streets. Get out here in this town. Amen. I wonder what would happen. If we bought, rented a tent, maybe next spring in the pretty weather. Might be too late now. I don't know. Never know when it's going to come a big blizzard in this place, you know. Amen. But maybe in the in the spring, what would happen if we rented a tent and all of a sudden we just turned these young boys and young ladies loose out there? Amen. To sing and to preach and just let the power of God move. I wonder what would happen if we went right down in the area where the power of drugs is and we just set up a little tent or we just took over a little area or we just rent a little building or something and so hey we're going to preach here for about the next 10 nights hallelujah and we're just going to come down here and pray and anoint and believe God I'll tell you what would happen all of a sudden the kingdom of God would begin to move and hell would have to turn loose hell would have to turn loose I'm telling you where it's a revolution and God has given us the authority to take our city. You know the mayor can get the Holy Ghost? Did you know the city council can get the Holy Ghost? Did you know judges can get the Holy Ghost? Did you know there's nothing that can stop the moving of the kingdom of God once it gets to going, once it started moving across the city of Jerusalem? Finally it said the dignitaries in the city were receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I'm telling you what God can do when revolution missionaries will rise up in the name of Jesus and get a little oil in their pocket and say hey we're going to walk like apostles praise God we're going to walk like apostles walk 
and they begin to move. I'm telling you, it's a revolution. I've watched it happen with our little revolutionaries. Hey, Amen. They came to me one day and they said, So Sullivan, they said, We have been fasting and praying. And uh, and we feel that God wants us to go to Fairview Heights and have a tent crusade. So I got my uh, calendar out and I began to look. And when I looked, I said, man, I'm going to be, I'm busy for the next several weeks. I don't, it's going to be at least a month or so before I can get free for us to have a crusade. And they said, well, sir, we have been fasting and we have been praying and we feel like God wants us to go there. And we're asking you if you will just set the tent up and you will just let us have the crusade and then you will just, uh, we will just give you a report every day. And uh, so I remembered some of the things that happened. And, uh, man, when them revolutionaries get out, I'm always with them, you know. I told you about the baptism in the barrel, right? Praise God. Didn't I tell you about the baptism in the barrel? I never told you about the baptism in the barrel. <laughs> Praise God. We had a crusade. I tell you about the baptism. Them revolutionaries, you know, they realize you got to get them baptized. If they repent, you get them baptized. Amen. And so what happened was in our tent crusade, they, uh, 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 after the crusade, we had, uh, I think, uh, we had probably, if I remember right, eight received the Holy Ghost in those three nights, and there was like uh, 15 recorded miracles, and there was probably 30-some-odd people had repented and wanted to be baptized. And so they came to me, and they said, uh, Sir, they said, uh, we have all these people to be baptized. And I said, Well, I know that, but there's, there's no water in this area. And uh, they said, well, so uh, I said, we'll have to work something out. And uh, we were up on the side of the hill. And pretty soon, here come one of them little revolutionaries. He had a 55-gallon barrel. And he come rolling that thing up there, and he was pouring water in. I said, what are you going to do? And he said, we're going to baptize. said, they got to be baptized. And I said, well... You know, the Filipinos, little folks. I said, all right, praise God. You know, got the barrel. And so, man, they had them over there in this barrel. Amen. And they were baptizing. And uh, they just one would, would, sometimes two or three of them get a hold of them, you know, in Jesus' name. And I tell the dean, I said, now watch them. Don't let them drown anybody in that thing, you know. And but it, and this one, he would get them by the hair. And he'd say, in the name of Jesus. And he'd baptize them and pull them up by the hair. And uh, the dean of the school said, uh, you know, right over there, Hindipo, Hindipo, don't pull the hair, don't do that. And uh, he said, well, I can't get a hold of them. They're in the barrel. You're just the hair. You know, and so he'd have to watch him because every time he'd turn his back, you know, he'd just, whoop, pull him up with the hair, you know, praise God. He said, don't do that. Amen. Everybody said, praise the Lord. That's right now. I want you right now. We're going to plead the blood on this service. And we're going to ask God to come into it right now. Ready? In the name of Jesus, loose us tonight. We bind every spirit that's hindering right now in Jesus' name. Loose us tonight that we can receive what the Spirit has for us. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Amen. So they were baptizing. Hallelujah. And as they were baptizing and pulling them up by the hair, amen, and he ran over there. So after a while, boy, they were having a time. They were playing songs, you know. Well, me and the other staff members, we was gathering up our equipment because they'll steal it. So we was trying to get it in my van, you know, and they're over there baptizing and shouting and baptizing, you know. And uh, pretty soon, here they come, and they got a sad face. I said, what in the world's wrong? They said, we have a problem. I said, 
my Lord, you're over there slinging water, baptizing, singing, having a great time. Now, all of a sudden, all of you got a sad face. You got a big problem. I said, what's the problem? They said, sir, the babae, the woman, she's uh, matabat, matabat. She's fat. She was a 60-gallon size. And they had a 50. And they said, we can't, we can't get her to go down. They said, even with two of us pushing on her. And I said to the dean, I said, get over there. They'll wedge her in the barrel. We'll never get her out. They had two of them. Only go about here, you know. That's all the father she would go. They're trying to baptize. See, they knew she had that. I said, get over there. They're liable to try to baptize her half at a time. Hey, when them revolutionaries get going for it, I'm telling you, you got to watch them. Praise God. Because they know that she's got to be baptized. And Filipinos are just that way. They're going to baptize her one way or the other. Hey, man, they're going to baptize her. So I told the dean, I said, get over there. Stop them, man. For they wedged that woman and we can't get her out. So, boy, I told him, I said, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I said, in the morning, you can bring my van over. And you can pick her up and take her back. And you can baptize her there at the, at the compound. It was an hour and a half drive each way. Six hours they traveled that day baptizing one woman in Jesus' name. That's how important it is that she get baptized. Amen. And I'm telling you, we, it's important that we see our city baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. So when they came into my office and they told me about this revival, you know, they wanted to have, I remember the barrel business. And I'm thinking, you know, if I let those guys up there by themselves, there's no telling what's going to happen. Because when they get going, I'm telling you, they ain't nothing slows them down. Hallelujah. They get out on the streets preaching. Amen. They, they get out there and preach and, and pray for folks right out on the street. They got oil in their pocket. Amen. They're out there. Amen. You can walk down the streets of Manila with 5,000 people walking by, and you see them little revolutionaries out there preaching. And if there's somebody sick, they're praying for them right out on the street. And so I said, well, I said, I'll tell you what. We, we'll try it. So I took them out there, and I said, but wait a minute. I said, Fairview Heights. That's the headquarters of the Iglesia de Cristo. That's the Church of Christ in the Philippines, the second largest church in the Philippines. And they don't believe that Jesus Christ is deity. And they have their own army. And they have weapons in the basement of their church because they teach their people that they're going to have an open warfare with the Catholic Church in the end time. And so they've been preparing for this. These people are very aggressive. These people are very pushy. And I said, wait a minute. That's the headquarters of the Iglesia de Cristo. And they said, oh, we know that, sir. But we've been praying and God told us that we're to go there and have a revival well it's a big area see and I thought well you know they'll be on the other side they, they probably won't even know them little kids there doing anything you know and so I thought well okay okay and uh, so I go to and they show me the lot and I get the tent all out and when I'm setting it up I look and it's right behind the headquarters of the Ecclesia and the Cristo I said I said, my Lord, 
I said, there's the headquarters right there. They said, oh, yeah, we know, sir, but God told us we're to have, we're revolutionaries. We're to have a crusade right here. I said, the second strongest church in all Philippines, and you kids are out here with your tent right behind the headquarters of the most violent church in the Philippines. And they said, yes, this is where God wants us to come, and this is where we're going to have a crusade. So I said, well, all right. You know, so many times we're afraid to let somebody know who we are. We're having revival. We don't tell anybody because we're afraid they'll say no. We're ashamed, you know. We might stick that brochure on their car and run, you know. Huh? But we don't walk right up to them and say, hey, we're having revival down there. I'm telling you, why don't you come down there? God could touch you. And so, anyway, I said, well, all right, boys. And uh, so they set up. And, of course, the first night, immediately the Gleason and the Cristo, we set the tent up, put the lights on it and everything. And as uh, soon as uh, uh, the Gleason and the Cristo realized they were having a revival there, they went through the area and told everybody. They said, don't go to the Pentecostal crusade. Stay away. They owned all that property. They owned most of the buildings that people lived in. And so they went out there, sent out their elders. They said, don't go. Stay away. And so the first night they had services, nobody came. Just kids, children. Oh, man, Philippines, they got maraming children, many children. Hey, man, because I think it only takes six months over there. They got children. Hey, I think they can have two a year. And uh, they just, boy, everywhere. It's just, and of the 70 million people, over 20 or over 50, uh, 52% is under the age of 24 years of age. Children are everywhere, I'm telling you. And so here comes kids. Men are children. They're, they're about to knock the tent down, trying to climb on the poles. They're knocking the chairs over. They're playing basketball right through the thing and here they come through there and uh, don't stir up them revolutions they're down there praying and they go on with the service next night nobody comes nobody comes so the third day here they come up to my office and they said sir Solomon they said we have been there two days and nobody has come because the Iglesia de Cristo they have told them to stay away and I said well you want me to go down and pick up the tent, bring it back? Oh, they said, no, no, no. We are just giving you a report. Said, you're just giving you a report? Said, God has told us to have a crusade. Amen. We have a revival. Nobody comes the first three or four days. We shut it down. Say, well, nobody's coming. Might as well stay home. Not them fellas or revolutionaries, man. They said, we're fasting and prayer. We've had a group fasting now for two days, and we're going to have revival. So that afternoon, they went over there early. And a group of girls went one direction, and a group of boys went the other way. And the girls are out there knocking on the doors. And they say, oh, we're working the Bible school. You know, we're having the crusade. And Jesus loves you. And if you would come out, he will touch you if we pray for you, you know. And uh, they say, Hindi Pope, we are not coming. The Church of Christ said, you are a cult. We are not coming. Come the door, you know. They go to the next house. Hindi Pope, we are not coming. Close the door. Next up. So house after house after house. And finally, they come to this house. And there's this old Lola that's a grandmother. And she's all crippled up with baby arthritis or something, I don't know. She was all crippled up. She could not walk, and they had her in a chair. 
And she's sitting in that chair all crippled up, see. And uh, she wants to be very kind to these young people because they're living for God, you know, and they're very full of enthusiasm. And, and, and they're telling her, you know, you come down to our tent crusade. So she talks to them. You come down to our tent crusade. We can pray for you and God will heal you. And she said, oh, you know, I would love to come, but I cannot. I cannot get out of this chair. You see, I am very much uh, crippled up. They said, no problem. So those girls pick her up chair and all. And they take her through the barrio to the tent. And there she is in the chair. And they're taking her right down through the barrio. And everybody's looking at her because she's going to the tent crusade. And she said, oh. She can't help it. She's in the chair. These girls have got her man. And they set her right here. And the boys... They're out here knocking on these doors. And they come on this old man that's in bed. Man, he's all crippled up in bed. Can't walk. Uh, been sick for uh, 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 for no telling how long. And they get to talking to him. And they say, you know, if you'd come down to our tent, we could pray for you and God would heal you. And he told them, oh, you know, I would like to come, but, you know, I cannot get out of this bed. I am very crippled. They said, no problem. And then, boys, they pick him up. And they got about three of them carrying him down. And here they come to the bar hill. And this old man, he's looking. Amen. And they're carrying him all the way down. Amen. And they set him right here. And men are excited. I'm telling you, there's fire in that place because they got a congregation. And they can't leave. They got to stay. They can't leave. <laughs> Amen. And they got three preachers lined up. Man, while they got them there, they're going to preach, hallelujah. And they got a group been fasting and praying, laying down behind the platform, behind the spirits, uh, asking God to give them revival and give them victory, hallelujah. And so that first preacher, man, he got up there and he preached on the love of God, hallelujah. Amen. And there's that old man, old woman, you know, and folks are looking out their house at them over there. They're sitting there. They can't go anywhere. They can't walk, hallelujah. And he preaches on the love of God. That second one got up, preached on the healing power of the Lord. And the third one got up and preached on the uh, uh, outpouring of the Holy Ghost, amen. And when they got done, they were so excited, they grabbed their oil, hallelujah. Man, they were wound up. They were revolutionaries with oil in their hand. <laughs> Boy, nothing dangerous, more dangerous than a little Filipino revolutionary with oil. He just looks for devils. Amen. And I'll tell you, they come down there, and of course they went after that woman. You know, and there she was, Catholic, didn't know whatever was going on, had never heard of anointing with oil, let alone praying for the sick. Amen. And here they come, man, and they're oiling up. Their hands are glistening in the lights. Amen. And it's got oil all over their hands. It didn't come from inside. It came from a bottle. Hallelujah. Amen. And here they were coming. And that little woman, she's looking at them, and she don't know what in the world they're going to do. And man, they cut on her and they anointed her. I mean, they slicked her up. Praise God. Hallelujah. And they begin to pray. And as they prayed and they got really in the power of prayer, one of those young girls looked at her, grabbed that old woman by the arm and said, in the name of Jesus, get out.
that old woman had oil running down between her eyes, dripping off her nose, hallelujah. Amen. These people called on the name of Jesus and she prayed to Mary all of her life. She don't know what in the world. They got a hold of her, jerked her up. She come out of that pew and she off that seat, she began to walk. It, joints begin to pop and to crack next thing you know she's going steady back and forth her arms up in the air and she's saying bring on Joseph bring on Joseph oh Jesus hallelujah And that old man, that old man, he couldn't run, he couldn't jump, he couldn't move, and he knew he was next. <laughs> and he was batting his eyes like a toad in a hailstorm. That other old woman, he watched him jerk her up, and she's running around, and these guys are oiling up. I'm telling you, it's time to get fanatical about this thing. If Jesus said it, I believe it. And he said, if you lay hands on the sick, they'll die. No. What did he say? They shall recover. And, and, if they've committed any sins, they'll be forgiven. Man, these guys are oiling up. This lady's a pulpit. She's calling on the name of Jesus. And man, that old man, he can't move. And here they come. <laughs> Hallelujah. About 30 of them. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Man, and they got a hold of that old man. And they started oiling him up. <laughs> Praise God. And when they got him oiled, they started praying. And tears come to their eyes. And in the name of Jesus Christ, they grabbed him. And one of those men said, in the name of Jesus. And they jerked him up. Muscles started receiving strength. Bones started straightening out. Uh, things began to happen. And that old man, uh, he was going with the old lady. Hallelujah. Bring on Joseph. Bring on Joseph. Hallelujah. God is good. Woo! Hallelujah. And then they left the tent and they went down house to house, knocking on doors, saying, Look at me. You know me. I couldn't move, hallelujah, but look, I can do it now. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah, welcome to the revolution. Whew, 
You know how to fill this church up? You get somebody, come out of a wheelchair. Hallelujah. Amen. Stack it right over here. Put you some crutches on the wall. Praise God. Hallelujah. Get you a cast and put over there. We had a man came in our church in Ziegler one night. He had dropped the filing cabinet on his leg and broke it. Sounded like a 22 rifle when it went off. His leg was back. He said, I'm not going to have it set. I'm going to the house of God. We anointed him with oil, prayed for him. He throwed the crutch one way and his body went the other one. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, they went down through that party showing folks, hey, those kids are not like any other kids. Hey, man, when you get a miracle, folks will start going around that air base saying, hey, that's not just like any other church you've ever been to, friend. Hey, man, they don't just talk about it. They do it. Hey, I've seen them hop and jump. I've seen them speak in tongues. I've seen them get well. Hallelujah. You know why God sent miracles in the church? To bring revival. The next night, the tent was full. I mean, packed out. They were all around. And that old man, no woman's on the front row. what God will do today there's a church there with pastored by a student with over 65 members because they dared to challenge the pits of hell and the Galician of Cristo with all their power couldn't even stop one old man and old lady from getting healed. Hallelujah. 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 I'm telling you, God is wanting to work miracles in this place. God is wanting to bring a revolution to this city. Amen. Like it's never been before. I heard a lady tell me this very day, I've been all over the city and I can't find a church that's alive. Amen. But look out because it's going to happen. Hallelujah. Amen. We're going to come through those doors and they're going to walk out straight. They're going to come in lame and walk out walking. Hallelujah. Because God has got a revolution. You know why the devils don't want us to know that we got power. When we lay hands on somebody, something happens. Praise God. That's it, speaking tongues. Come on, turn the gift loose in Jesus. That's it. That's it. That's it. 
In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name speak in tongues. That's the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, receive you the Holy Ghost. Come here. Put hands on her. Now, come here. Lay hands on her and let her receive the Holy Ghost. Come here. Get rid of that gun. You're a revolutionary. Let's pray. Come here. Lay hands on her. Believe God. Believe God. Use your gift. You got the Holy Ghost? Lay your hands on her. Don't shake her. Just lay your hands. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on.
And I'm going to tell you folks something. When Brother Sullivan was talking about those people that were healed, I really felt it. Michelle looked at me like she thought I was out of my mind. But I felt it, and I said, it's going to happen here. It's going to happen here. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Do you believe that? It's going to happen here. Amen. This coming week, every night, there will be preaching. I want you to preach the preacher to death. Amen. Do just what Brother Sullivan said. Don't come into fellowship. Come into worship. Come in to get behind the preacher. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's right. Go ahead. You're not going to preach tonight? Oh. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's just stand and worship the Lord. It's a peculiar thing, but you can't fast and pray enough to bring revival, but God won't bring it without it. Amen. And I believe that I've got praying, fasting people here. We're going to have revival. Lord bless you tonight. We're so glad for our visitor. And uh, Ray Lee, the Holy Ghost is coming. Hallelujah. Open your heart. And we're so glad for the Fulmers tonight. Amen. I've got that pronunciation correct. Haven't I? I hope I have. Anyway, close. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The Lord bless you tonight. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Any of you young men that want to be prayed for tonight, I'm not talking about healing. I'm just talking about spiritual wise. If you want to be prayed for, just come on up. Let's, I want Brother Sullivan to pray for you tonight. Praise. Any young ladies, anybody tonight, hallelujah. Glory to God. Mm -hmm. 